Hi, I'm Esther Taylor. I'm a teacher here at Michelle Clark um, High School, and um, I teach Spanish. On the side, <laughs> I always have a side hustle. I'm also um, known as Essie Faye Taylor, author, podcaster, um, improviser, uh, speaker, interpreter, um, and the list goes on and on. Bilingual psalmist. Um, and I'm here to talk about my black experience. One of the things that I love to talk um, about and drive home is that being black is not a monolith. There is no one way to be black. Although we do share a common history as African-Americans, we are unique and we're special. Everybody has their own experience. And so today you get to hear mine. Um, I was born and raised in Inglewood on the south side of Chicago. Um, it's one of the worst neighborhoods in the city and it is also a food desert and I am an identical twin. Um, I am one of 15 children. So I come from a huge family um, that was full of love. My mom and dad raised us um, in Inglewood, like I said, and um, my parents are just incredible uh, humans. They are kind and nurturing and people of faith. And so they passed that legacy to me. Um, so my black experience is rooted in faith. Um, it's rooted in perseverance. It's rooted in um, hard work and love. Uh, being born in Inglewood, I had a lot of challenges, um, and a lot of people looked at me as if I wouldn't succeed because of where I was from. Not only that, but because of the color of my skin, as well as my gender. Um, as you know, we do experience racism, sexism, and then classism. And so I, you know, I was poor, I was black, still am black, <laughs> and I am a woman. So um, that really, those are the lenses from which I see the world in addition to my faith. So I'm Christian, and so I try to uh, have God at the center of everything that I do. Um, but I faced a lot of challenges, you know, growing up. I, I remember um, in high school, I was in AP classes. I was an overachiever. I was a, um, an athlete, an all-around athlete. I played basketball. Um, softball and volleyball in high school. My alma mater is John F. Kennedy High School. And so I had an incredible experience there um, because all of my brothers and sisters went before me. So when I, when I um, started to go to Kennedy, I was pretty popular. And I also had a twin sister. And you know how people are about twins. They're like, oh, my God, are you a twin? Um, but I remember working my tail off in classes, and I had an English teacher who was racist. Um, I had a, um, college counselor who told me that I couldn't go to the Ivy League schools because of my race, because I was a very smart student and I was a hard worker. And so that kind of crushed me. Um, but I also was a part of the trio program and I had a teacher there who changed my life. Um, Charlie Martin, uh, rest in peace today, his legacy, um, changed the trajectory of, my life. Um, the Roosevelt Upper Bound program was Afrocentric. And so he taught us a lot about our African culture. He taught us a lot about um, who we really were, um, kings and queens and princes and African traditions 
and he really breathed life into a lot of inner city kids and he believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself. Uh, he got behind me and he encouraged me to apply to the Ivy League colleges. I remember um, he took me and my sister shopping for our dresses for our interviews and he just went above and beyond what a teacher would do. And um, because of him, I ended up attending Northwestern University, um, a historically white university. And um, I thrived there. You know, I thrived there. However, when I first arrived, I felt so, um, I felt alienated. I felt like I did not belong. Um, that it was evident to me when I stepped onto the campus that there weren't, um, there wasn't much uh, diversity there. And uh, there was a huge gap in learning. Like there was a, a huge learning curve for me um, because I didn't know a lot of things that maybe other private school kids knew because these students were coming from all over the world. Um, and a lot of the students that I rubbed shoulders with were um, wealthy. Their parents were wealthy or they just had, you know, a different experience than the inner city experience that I had. Um, but I was there. And so, you know, being black for me is a very important part of who I am because it embodies culture um, beliefs, morals, standards, values, all of that is tied to um, the fact that I'm African-American. Um, so that's very important to me. When I was at Northwestern, I um, majored in African-American studies. And so uh, I remember sitting in my first African-American studies class, and it was about the African diaspora. And it was almost as if my heart leapt from my chest and a light bulb went off. And um, I felt like this is what I was born to do. I was born to study history and culture of um, African peoples all over the world. And it really just was a coming home to me um, when I began to understand, you know, the story and the history. Because a lot of times in schools, elementary schools and high schools, you know, black history is not taught uh, with fidelity. Um I don't, I don't even remember learning a lot about um, African-American culture, um, you know, growing up in school. And even today, you know, it's it's sometimes we don't learn the truth about our culture um, in our schools. And so it was like the light bulb came on. It was like, ah, when I, you know, sat in that class and that became my major and I just learned so much. Um, I actually saw the African diaspora in um, real time when I studied abroad in Spain um, for nine months. And I traveled to um, Portugal and we went to the mall and I saw my cousins. I literally saw people that looked like me in Portugal. And I've been to several other places, uh, uh, the Dominican Republic. They looked like me, but I couldn't communicate with them because they spoke they spoke Portuguese and I spoke English and Spanish. But that was the re the reality is that there are African people all over the world and we share a culture. You know, we share we have a shared experience um, because of our ancestors and the experience of enslavement and even the experience of uh, discrimination across the globe toward African people or people of African descent. And so, I mean, I'm very passionate about that. 
Um, one of the reasons why I learned Spanish was because I, I wanted to um, be global and I wanted to be able to reach other cultures outside of um, the American culture. And over 500 million people speak Spanish in the world. And so I have a window to the world through language and culture. And so I just want to encourage anyone that may be listening, you never know where life may take you. And don't allow anyone to put you in a box um, regarding what it means to be black, what it means to be you. You don't need permission to be who you are. You don't need other people to tell you, you know, who you are. You have to be like this. No, I'm African American, <laughs> but there are many ways to express my African Americanness and to connect with African American culture. Um, so I'm still on the journey. Um, but at 41 years old, I've become more confident. I've become more articulate. Um, and I've become more wise at moving through spaces um, where there may not be um, many African Americans uh, and even spaces where, you know, there are a lot of African Americans. So I'm, I'm just really blessed. I love being black. Um, I love the culture. I love uh, the language uh, because I do believe in ebony phonics or ebonics. Um, we have a way of being and a way of uh, speaking and a way of expressing ourselves that uh, that is particularly African-American and central to the culture. Um, so I would just say be who you are and love who you are. Um, and if you don't love who you are, um, find a way to begin day by day to accept who you are. You know, some people uh, because of our history, because of the history of African-Americans in the world and the marginalization of African-Americans, um, some African-Americans hate being black. You know, that's just a reality. Um, but I would encourage you to find out where that hate comes from and to explore it. And hopefully you'll be able to heal and, you know, just accept yourself for who you are. Um, my first book is called Find the Love That You Deserve, and it's all about uh, self-love and acceptance and a journey of healing. And so, you know, I'm on that journey, and everybody really is on the journey of healing. Um, and you might be thinking, what does it have to do with African-American <laughs> history and being black? Uh, I would say that being black, we've experienced a lot of trauma. African-Americans in America, you know, throughout the world, really, but particularly in America, we've experienced a lot of trauma, discrimination, injustice, um, you know, manipulation, just 400 years plus of people, um, of people who, who are white people, colonizers, um, taking advantage. And if you don't deal with that trauma, um, there will be consequences. It may it may be consequence a negative consequence uh, regarding your health. People get sick. You know they get high blood pressure. They have strokes and heart attacks early because because of the stress and because of the pain that they carry, the weight of it. And so I would say somehow find a way to heal yourself. Find a way to um, channel that anger and express it in a positive way. Talk to someone someone you can trust, you know, so it's very important to be able to identify your trauma. Um, recently, there were some studies uh, that stated or, or, you know, concluded that we carry trauma in our bodies. 
and we pass them on to the next generation. We pass that trauma to our children and children's children in our DNA. And so if that be true, my Lord, there are things that maybe your dad experienced that he did not release or he never healed from that he passed to you. And there are patterns that we can continue to um, repeat you know, habits that we can continue to repeat. And sometimes we're repeating things that we don't even know that our parents repeated because they never talked about it. And so, um, man, I'm getting deep. (laughs) But, you know, my black experience has been just a journey of coming into my own and um, helping someone else to find their path even with my students, I hope to help them find their path as African-Americans um, just to encourage them and let them know that they can do whatever they put their mind to and not to allow anyone else who is biased or uh, racist or um, discriminatory to discourage them. Um, and I just hope that they can really come into the knowledge of who they are and how powerful they are so that they can you know, get out there and do whatever they want to do, whether it is becoming a judge or, you know, becoming a podcaster or YouTuber or whatever they want to do. Um, black is beautiful. Black is bold. Black is kind. Black is articulate. Black is brilliant. Um, black is vibrant. Black is creative. Um, black is everything. 